Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. everybody. Welcome to the Run Your Happy Life podcast. I'm Tina and I'm so glad that you're hanging out with me today. Today's episode is a little bizarre, you guys. Um, I feel like I'm I'm having confession time. Uh, I honestly don't have a lot of answers and so maybe this is premature to record this, but I feel like it's really valid because this is something that happens often and it is a concern for many of my current runners and It is something that a lot of runners have been through and I just kind of want to normalize it and that is, what do I do when I have an injury? Um, Before I dive into why I'm having this conversation and what I wanted to share with you, I do want to let you know that our newest five-day free challenge will be kicking off in November. And so if you are listening to this and you're wondering if that's something that you want to be a part of or you know somebody who you think that this, you know, challenge and this whole running program would be a great fit for them, you need to send them over to tinarepa.com forward slash run, get on the waitlist for the challenge and get this party started because we are kicking off in January and it's going to be so good. It's so, so good, you guys. The best way to beat the winter blues. Um, We're going to grow. We're going to dig. We're going to shock ourselves. We're going to, it's just going to be, it's going to be so good. We have our next set of winter warriors will be created, kicking off their actual training for their zero to 5k plan in January. But we're going to be doing lots of running and intro to running and warming up for running in between November and January. So a great way to also kind of manage the holiday stress and to feel like you have some sort of semblance of control by kind of being on some sort of like pre-running plan. And that's what we're going to do. So we'll have the free challenge in November. Those who sign up for the group that kicks off in January will be given plans to get them through the holidays, right? It'll be on a three times a week uh, basis and it's just gonna help you stay sane. I'm not kidding. It's not gonna be anything overwhelming, just a little bit of warming up, um, a little, mostly walking, a little bit of jogging thrown in there to get you ready to kick off in January as our winter warriors. It's gonna be awesome and nothing will make you feel tougher and more like a badass than running around in the early dark evenings with a headlamp on with your winter jacket um, and snow in your eyelashes. And I'm telling you, take the pictures, post them, and everyone's gonna say you're crazy and you're gonna feel so freaking amazing. So if you wanna be on that journey with us, and you're gonna wanna go to tinarepa.com forward slash run and get on the wait list. If you wanna commit to it now before you change your mind, send me a DM. I do have an option available so that you can actually sign up now, make the commitment to join the January team. That's something new that I've never done before. 
Um, but I will do that for you. Just you have to let me know. Head over to my Facebook page, Tina Reppa Running, or my Instagram page at Run with Tina Reppa. Send me a DM. Let me know that you want in. Send me an email. Let me know that you want in. Um, but do it now, and I'll get you started. We'll get you committed, and we'll make you a winter warrior. And you'll just kind of, you know, I've got two people who are already signed up and committed to January, and you guys will chill out until November. Then we'll kick off the challenge, and you'll be with us until we get you to that 5K in March, which will be so exciting. So anyway, back to our regularly scheduled program. I want to talk to you guys today about injury because let's face it, ish happens. It freaking happens, you guys. It is part of life. It is most likely going to happen to you at some point. And, you know, for those people who say, you know, don't run because it's bad for your knees. Don't run because it's bad for your joints. Don't run, yada, yada, yada. You know, not running. Like if you don't have an active workout plan that you love and you choose to not run, well, that's not good for your lungs and that's not good for your heart and that's not good for your cholesterol and that's not good for your blood pressure. Like, so, you know, everything has its drawbacks and and so maybe you keep yourself completely injury free and you never have to worry about like aches and pains and icing and stretching uh, because you stay on the couch but you better believe those internal organs are going to be working on overdrive and wishing that you would just be getting that blood pumping through them and helping to make them stronger and more efficient so take your pick running brings you so much joy so much so much life so much sanity it is well worth the risk of, you know, quote unquote, injuring yourself or sore muscles or, um, you know, having to do some stretching, whatever it is, it is well worth it. And everything, you know, comes with those risks. So lifting weights, you know, people have said it could cause, you know, back problems. And I say the same thing to that. Like if you love it, if it is a physical activity and you enjoy it, you need to do it. And you need to learn how to roll with the punches because things will happen. You might tweak your back if you're if you're a lifter or maybe you're doing CrossFit and you know something happens and you tweak something. Like it things happen. It is totally normal and natural. You're stretching yourself, pushing yourself, you're growing yourself and you just have to to put it all in perspective, right? So many things that we do and overcome have to do with the perspective that we take on it and the lens that we see it through. And why am I recording this? I'm recording this because I've had runners who have sustained injuries, whether through running or elsewhere that have affected running, um, you know, while training with me. And it's devastating for them, mostly because the way that we train is as a team and we train for a on a plan from start to finish. And most people are devastated because they don't want to get behind their team. Um, so that is the one thing that always seems to, you know, kind of beat them up. And and I've seen it happen. I've had, so two runners recently from, one from our Soulmates for Life and one from our newest Soulmates um, have sustained some sort of injury. One of them um, was running related and then one of them was non-running related but did affect running and both of them had to do with um, with ankles. And you can't push through that kind of discomfort, you guys. And even though we try to push, we try to push ourselves, you can't push through that kind of discomfort. And so they both did an amazing job. They went and saw the doctors right away. And it didn't happen the exact day, but it happened within weeks of each other. And what does that mean? Well, that means that there is some recovery involved. There's no way of working around it. Like you're told 
to not, you know, to stay off of it, to wear a boot most likely in these situations, or <laughs> funny enough, one of them was a boot, one of them was not, um, but to stay off of it for, you know, four to six to eight weeks. And it, it can be very devastating. I know because you're on a roll and you love it. You like, you found a new passion and you, you feel really good about it. And for one of the runners in particular, like they noticed that their blood pressure has significantly decreased by, you know, going on this running journey. They've been on this journey for over a year now with me. And so to sustain that injury was really hard, like a punch to the gut. And they noticed even through injury, you know, going to get their blood work done after weeks of having to take this break that their blood pressure kind of went back up. And it was frustrating to them because they were feeling so good. And so, you know, just itching and itching to get back out. And I totally 100% get it. And I empathize. I empathize. And what a great feeling, right? To love something so much and to feel so good about something that you're really upset when you can't work out. Like, isn't that true goals? Isn't that true goals? Whenever you get upset because you can't work towards meeting the goals that you've set ahead of yourself. And so, um, well, what do we do, right? Because that's always, you know, people panic. Oh my gosh, I'm going to be in a boot for this one. I can't do this. How am I going to miss? Like, I just want to throw in the towel. And interestingly enough, no one really has. Nobody has. Like, everybody comes back and says, like, okay, I've missed it so much, which is the great part. So I'll go, I'm going to rewind for a second to when Cammy, my OG runner, the very first runner who ever did any of this with me, trained all the way up until her she trained for the 5k the 10k she got all the way up i believe it was i believe it was 10 or 11 miles her long run because she was training for a half marathon and she had discomfort in her foot and she does struggle with um, plantar fasciitis so that's something that she always is always working through but it felt a little bit different for her and so she ended up going to the doctor and they told her that she'd have to be in a boot for six to eight weeks and that meant she was going to miss out on her half marathon. She was devastated. She cried. Many of us drove or flew to that. That was the Pittsburgh marathon and half marathon. And so many of her teammates went there and did this race together. And so she was there. She was so amazing, cheering for us in her boot, you know, making sure she went all around the route to try to catch us and cheer us on. She was so wonderful, but I know that was a punch to the gut. But she is determined to get to her half marathon in March. So she recovered. Um, her doctor did recommend physical therapy um, because I guess the way that she was her foot that she does her her foot strike was putting pressure on a certain place in her foot and so even though she's healed the best thing that she can do is physical therapy to help strengthen I guess those areas she will have to tell you guys in more detail but basically she's doing exercise I don't think that's what it's called it's physical therapy to help her running form and so that she can come back stronger and even more ready to go so she is running with us right now and currently training for a 10k in October and has every every intention of doing the Shamrock Half Marathon in March. That's gonna be like her redemption run. And so for those of you who have been injured after that, please know that there is light at the end of the tunnel and there is, you will come out of this. I've had, you know, runners who, who experience like that soreness or the, the injuries or, you know, frustration early on in the running, like in early the, of the 5K days, the prep me part of the program, like there's a lot of devastation. Like I was feeling so good. I didn't want to stop. My momentum was so good. And they feel like, am I really going to be able to do this? But every single person who has experienced something like that has worked through it in our groups and has come back and, and met their goal. And so there is another side to this. It is not the end all be all. 
why am I recording this episode? I'm recording this, again, maybe prematurely, because I have been dealing with foot pain. I am so bad because I tell my runners, I tell you guys, you have to go see a doctor, do it sooner, figure out what it is. As soon as you know what it is, then you can have a plan of attack for what to do next. And so I have had foot pain for months. I'm not kidding. I've had like an agitating foot, not enough to where like I, I couldn't walk. And so I just kept kind of running and then a lot of times it would warm up while I was running and I didn't feel anything. I'm talking about, this is September. I've had this, this I'm gonna call it agitation, this foot agitation since probably, it's probably been pushing almost a year, you guys. I know that's embarrassing to say, but it's never been pain, just a discomfort and a little, you know, I don't know. A little something's been going on in my foot. Well, I feel like it's coming to a head and it's my own dang fault. But I just scheduled an appointment with my doctor. I sent them a message today and said, I think I need to see somebody. Because as I was running yesterday, I I had a really hard time. It was really hard. Like I felt myself compensating for the pain in my foot and that's no good. Like I felt myself pretty much like limping, limp running. And yes, it did warm up. I I know that it's time because even walking around in my bare feet at home, like it hurts. And so, okay, so what do I do about this? What, you know, what's my plan of attack? Well, first of all, I'm six weeks away from running a 10K with my teammates. And I am, I am really nervous about the possibility of having, not being able to do that. You know, I'm really nervous about that just like everybody else. So when this episode airs, I'm probably going to have the answer to this. So this may be null and void by then either. There's a good chance I'll be in a boot. I'm not kidding. There's a good chance I'll probably be in a boot. And my team listening to this will already know that about me. But I do want to share this because this is the purpose of this podcast episode. What will I do if I do get put in a boot, what will I do? Well, it's not the first time. I have had this happen before and it's okay. I've come out of it on the other side and I'm still a runner, still a happy runner. Um, I will first and foremost find out what I am allowed to do. Not doing anything is not an option for me. I run for my sanity. Um, I run for clarity. I run for me time. I run for, as, it's part of my identity. It's part of who I am. It's part of my self-care. And so the first thing I'll do is figure out what I'm allowed to do and what I have permission to do. And then I'll figure out what I have the ability to do and if I'm wearing a boot. So what I mean by that is my first thought is I'm going to be replacing my runs with biking. I love being outside. And so if I can hop on a bike and I'm, and I'm able to ride a bike and do some intervals, that's what I will do. I will have every intention of getting my heart rate up three times a week for at least 30 minutes because that's what I do and that's what makes me feel good. So if I cannot run for a certain amount of time, I will find an activity I can do. If I can bike, I will bike. And when I bike, guess what I'll do? I will actually bike like I'm running. I will do intervals. I will push my pace on the bike for several minutes and then I will do some like cool downs like that would be kind of like walking and then I will speed up again and I will do that to get my heart rate up and I'll do it for 30 minutes because I will not do nothing like doing nothing is not an option I have to just to be able to function correctly I swear it so I will do that if I cannot ride the bike if for some reason I can't because of the boot or because I'm not allowed then I would probably 
lift weights. I would lift weights. Um, I would lift light weights and I would lift them pretty, I don't know, the word vigorously, rigorously, I don't know. I would lift weights, but enough to get my heart rate up, enough to get my sweat on, and I would do that. I honestly, if I was lifting weights only, I, would, I might do that for a shorter amount of time, four times a week. So instead of 30 minutes, I might do that because I'll be limited with the boot on. I, I maybe would do that four times a week for 15 to 20 minutes is what I would do to get my heart rate up. So um, I would 100% be replacing that activity. I don't, I'm not a member of a gym, um, but if I was, then I would possibly look into swimming to get my heart rate up, but I would be replacing that instantly with something. And you better believe I'd be posting it in our group. If one of my runners gets injured, I want them in there and I want them posting their workouts. I want them posting like workout one, workout two, workout three. Like just because you can't run in the moment doesn't mean you're not a runner. doesn't mean you're not going to meet your goals. It just means that right now you have to do those workouts in an alternate fashion. That's it. That's it, you guys. Like we're not going to freak. We're not going to say this is the end of the world. We're going to think to ourselves like, okay, what does running give me that I would be sad and I would be missing if I couldn't have it? Well, I told you the things that it gives me. Like it gives me, first of all, it gives me lower blood pressure. Um, it helps me to feel like I can manage more things, right? It gives me balance. It gives me a sense of release. It gives me a sense of self-care. And I would still find those things using other means. And again, my first my first instinct would be to get on the bike so I can still be outside, still be in the, in the in the sunlight, still um, be in the elements. So I would get on my bike. Um, I would get on an elliptical if I was allowed. That would be like last resort because I do not like I personally just do not like not, you know, being outdoors and not experiencing all of the things that nature has to offer like that's just really I really love everything about that so I would find a way to do it and then I would get on with life I would get on with life if I missed this run this race coming up I would be devastating because this is our biggest meetup race that we've ever had we have approximately 17 18 19 people coming to Virginia Beach to do the wicked 10k as soulmates and that's really exciting um, and if I couldn't do it, that would suck. But you know what I'll do? I will stand there with my happy boot on and I will cheer my ass off for everybody, every single one of my minion soulmates who will be doing that race. And that's what's going to happen. I have been here before. I've had to miss races. I've had to, you know, switch up training plans. It's okay. It's devastating in the moment, but it's not the end. It's not the end of everything. I was once training for the Outer Banks Marathon with um, my dear friend Kelly O'Brien. She and I were training together for the full marathon and we were training, like hardcore training. We were we were doing speed work. We wanted to see like how fast can we get this, like back in the days before kids and um, you know, life took over. We were doing it all. So this was a huge commitment and a huge training cycle for us. Well, a week before the marathon, I mean, we even had like matching t-shirts. I'm not kidding. I had t-shirts made for us and guess what they said? They said soul sisters, like S-O-L-E, soul sisters, and um, which is really how the term soulmates came to be for our running group. It started as soul sisters. It was Kelly and I. So we had matching tank tops and everything. So this was legit. We were going, we were going to dominate this marathon. Well, a week before the marathon, I got the flu. And it was the kind of flu like you cannot push through. I was, there was no way my body was gonna let me run 26.2 miles feeling that way. 
I was devastated. I cried and I cried and I cried and I thought, this was my fall marathon. I can't believe I'm missing it all because I have the flu. Well, what did I do? I decided to make it all about Kelly. My dad ended up driving me to North Carolina and he drove me around so that I could cheer for Kelly as she was racing. And then when she got close to the finish line, I feel like it was the last three miles. So at mile 23, my dad dropped me off and I hopped in and I ran the last three miles with her. It wasn't pretty, but neither one of us at that point were feeling well, right? She had just run 23 miles and I had the flu. So I got to finish that race with her and I still have the picture printed and taped in my journal of us crossing that finish line together. Um, it was it was a memory. It was an obstacle that I had to overcome. At the time, it felt like it was devastating. But I came back and I trained for a spring marathon and we had an amazing March marathon after that. And now I have a story to share with people about how you can be sick, you can be injured, you can have setbacks. It can be devastating, but it's not the end. It's just it's just a setback for right now. And it just means you alter your plans. But I share this because in the beginning with new runners, you know, we're always looking for the reasons, the validation, the confirmation that running is not for us, that it's not meant for us, that our bodies can't do it. And what is a bigger confirmation than getting an injury, right? Like, it's literally like you feel that your body is sending you a message that, that like, look, if you keep doing this, I'm going to break you. But that's not the case. It's so normal and natural for things to happen. When you're you're pushing your body in new ways, it's going to have aches and pains. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it ends up in, you know, injuries here and there. And there's nothing you can do about it. You just you just heal. Your body's amazing. Your body can recover. Your body can get stronger. And then you set a new plan. You you pick a new race. You you start a new training plan and you just roll with it because what are your other options? Quitting? Come on. If you make it far enough to where you're listening to this podcast and an injury has you set back and you're devastated from it, quitting is not an option. That means you really enjoy running and you want it to be a part of your life. And it should be. So you just gather yourself, you adjust, and you keep moving on. You know, I have recently been embracing and trying to remind myself and my runners too that we're striving for 70% accuracy and consistency and nothing is ever going to be perfect, right? An injury is the same thing. Like an injury, you know, it interrupts a training plan. So that training plan is not going to end in the perfect way that you think it's going to end. You're going to have to adjust. You're going to pick another run. You're going to have to go back and and redo some of your training. So what? It's all about the journey anyway. I say so. It sounds like so... I don't know, like sassy, like, so what? I get it. I mean, I get it so much. I get it in in my soul. I can feel it. It's devastating. But when I say so what, that's me telling myself. That's me telling the person that is inside of me saying like, oh, well, you might as well quit or just throw in the towel. Like, no, okay, so what? I'm set back. Like, I am, what do they call it? Like, it's the setback before the big comeback. You know, you just pick the next one and you come back even greater for it. And here's the thing. You're going to have obstacles. There will be things that you have to overcome that you never thought you had to overcome in life, in running, in training plans. If you don't learn how to roll with the punches and you don't allow yourself to 
acknowledge and recognize that not everything is going to be perfect, then you're never going to last. That perfectionism will get you every dang time. And if you're waiting for things to be perfect and to have like the smoothest experience, like it's not going to happen. And that's with life and anything. So the best thing you can do is set yourself up for success by preparing mentally and reminding yourself like, okay, if this was to happen to me, this is what I would do. This is my training plan right now, but if that, if something were to happen, this is what I would do in the meantime. Don't, you know, allow yourself to withdraw and to hide and to be, you know, super sad over it. You have to just think to yourself, how can I still get those needs met using other means in the time being? Because we are so lucky that our bodies can heal themselves. We are so lucky. You know, I pout about four weeks or six weeks or eight weeks. I pout about it. But there are some people who won't have the opportunity, right? That won't have the opportunity to get out and run. And I'm whiny about four or six or eight weeks. Like, yeah, because it's it's disappointing. But there are people who will never have the ability to be able to run. Not because they can't, but, you know, because of physical limitations or, um, you know, things that are beyond their their point of control. And so how lucky that we can take those weeks find something else to explore and enjoy, and then come back and pick another goal and then train for it. It's pretty amazing what our bodies are capable of. But I will be heading to the doctor this week. I highly encourage you, encourage you if you have any aches or pains. I have Brenda on my my newest soulmate team. She's so funny. As soon as anything starts to bother her, she's so good about getting to the doctor and making her appointment. And I'm like, Brenda, I want to be you when I grow up because I'm so bad about it. But because of that, she's leaps and bounds ahead of anybody who's still waiting to, you know, quote unquote, see what happens. <clears throat> Myself. And so I could have had this taken care of a long time ago, but I kind of put it off and put it off, hoping that it would, it would take care of itself and jokes on me because it absolutely did not. I'm here. It's hurting. And I'm going to go see what's going on. So hoping to get a referral. And then you guys might see me doing some biking and, you know, doing some alternative exercises, which would not be a bad thing. And the blessing for me in that is that it would be cool to be able to experience it in front of my runners to allow them to see what to do, how to manage it, how it can be okay, how you can work through it and still come back and have your comeback and pick your next race. And so if that's what comes out of this, I am grateful for that because I will be able to help and inspire them and reassure them that it's okay to roll with the punches and figure it out because that is life. We do it messy, we do it uncomfortably, we figure it out as we go, and we do it imperfectly. And then the sooner we start to accept that, the sooner we can just live life, love life, stop stressing about so many things, and thinking instantly that we're going to fail because it's going to be messy, but we'll figure it out and everything is flexible and changeable and we'll get it done. You guys, I will keep you posted. Like I said, by the time this is released, you may already know what's going on with me, but we'll see if I stick to my plan. I guarantee I do because I've been there, done that, but we'll see. You guys can hold me accountable if I am sticking to my goal of my three times a week of 30 minutes to keep my sanity. I love you guys. Take care of yourselves. Keep running and have an amazing week. Bye everybody. Thanks for listening guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group 
or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareffa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.